Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Good evening. Good evening. I have Todd. Hi, Todd. Good evening, everyone. And this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com is the website. You can also find us staying halfway updated on Facebook and Instagram. And let's see what else. Christmas is around the corner. Rod holders make great additions for your stockings. Oh, my, yes. My, yes. Yeah, it's it's perfect. They fit right into the stockings. What's that, Todd? I see tons of them out there when I look through the Facebook pages every once in a while. I, I mean, I don't think I'm a stranger to admitting I'm looking at – when I see a fish photo – I'm not looking yeah. so much at the fish. I'm looking at what's on the deck, what's on the floor, what's on the gunnel. Yeah. And I have to agree with you, Todd. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of AZs. And it's not an AZ. Sometimes I'm like, oh, geez, what's that? He's a crap. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's it, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what. If you're a musky fisherman, the AZs are the way to go. Just ask me. I'll tell you. Um, if you have any questions about a boat setup, hit me up on one of our outlets and I can give some advice on, you know, your setup, your, your situation. And, you know, we can come up with something that that'll fit your needs, even if that is not an AZ. Uh, but if you're musky fishing, you ain't going to find anything better. As for the baits, what inventories left is going to be found at team Rhino and musky tackle online. Check them out there. Uh, we're working feverishly. Uh, we should be rocking and rolling here very shortly. And that's all I'm going to, that's it for AZ. Let's talk about Muddy Creek. Let's go to Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Vance and I already have about 100 days booked for next season. So uh, if you know when you're going to come up to Chautauqua Lake, New York, some fine musky fishing up there. Get a hold of us. We will do our best to get you on the schedule and get you out there and get you on some fish. I'll be doing some fishing uh, in the month of May uh, in Pennsylvania. Anyone interested in that? Uh, I had a really good year last year. So, yeah, get a hold of us. We're going to do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. If you know when you're coming up, like vacation or something, man, sooner the better because the days are filling quickly. So. That's a good thing. And when you do come up, you'll be fishing out of Ranger boats. Uh, More specifically, the 2080 Angler Series and the 1880 Angler Series. Uh, Big shout out to Ranger for sponsoring the show and sponsoring Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Uh, We love our boats. Love them so much. One of them bought one twice. (laughs) Very quickly. I love mine so much I can't get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) um but uh where we bought them was at vic sports center uh, in kent ohio um check those guys out it's winterization time it's possibly boat buying time um they're fishermen that set up boats i've done it the other way around cost me a thousand do it once get it done but you have to find the right people. Vicks are the right people. They sell Starcraft, Star Welds, Ranger boats, and new this year, um, along with their used inventory, they are now carrying 
uh, a nice price point boat uh, of a Triton. Um, they're more focusing on bass boats uh, with this Triton series. But of course, once you're a dealer, you can always get an order in uh, for one of their deep Vs. Um, so that will be debuted at the Cleveland Boat Show, uh, from what I am told. They're also doing an open house at the end of February. That's always a good time. Come out, seminars on all different types of species. And uh, you get to walk around and climbing boats. It kind of gets that uh, cabin fever uh, taken care of. Those of you that like to be on the water all the time. Also, St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. Check those out. Uh, absolutely love the tr Musky Mojo trolling series this year. Um, can't speak highly enough about their customer service as well. Uh, um, give them a fair shake. Uh, if you're getting a couple rods this this uh, winter and off season, Baker Baits. Generally, we we're on the other side, uh, the other end of the line, coming from the St. Croix. Big shout out to him for sponsoring the show. I don't think we have to say much uh, about his baits. They they do the talking for themselves. Caught hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish for us uh, this year. So, uh, best of luck getting them. Got to get early, get there early to the shows. I think they're doing a little bit different this year. He's going to have a couple on each day, so it's not going to be like a big sellout. Um, so there'll be some there on like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or a Saturday and Sunday. So um, I know for the Muskie Max, we're going to have 30-some um, uh, Freddie Mercury baits. Uh, it's the only place you can get them. Describe what Freddie um, Mercury is because it sounded confusing just now. It's essentially... Uh, a brown perch with an orange tail, and it's a baker. And it's a baker. Okay, um, it's a it's that's the pink pattern is you dubbed it with, with Freddie Mercury eyeballs. With Freddie Mercury eyeballs, yeah, I absolutely. Want, I, I want one of those. You mispronounced yes. McQueen, but okay. McQueen? That was that was I I did that a few weeks ago. Freddie McQueen. <laughs> oh, Freddie McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> Steve McQueen. He played in Queen. He was queen. Um, legendary artist. Legendary bait pattern. Check those out. We'll have them on Sunday at the Pennsylvania Musky Max. 7th and 8th of March. Yep. And it's going to be held at Princescape Arena down in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, that's still it's still a few months out, but mark your calendars. Make sure you're there. It's fun for the whole family. It's a great venue. It's always a good time, and the Leah parties do a fantastic job. And you can come down and see my smiling face wearing the Belichick. Can't wait for that show. It's great. It is a great time. So Muskies, Inc., it is coming up. How would you like a new calendar? Todd, would you like a new calendar? For sure. How about a musky calendar? Musky's in calendar? That would be fantastic. Thank you. Why, sure, I'd love one of those. And if you're a member, you can probably get one, right? I would hope so. That's part of the deal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is not scripted. This is all smooth. Yeah. Todd, tell us what Todd, else you your... can get. Check out your local Muskie Inc. chapter 
lots of them out there. Every state that has muskies, I believe, has a chapter. And, uh, you know, get involved. Your chapter is going to be as big as you make it. So some chapters do tons of work. Some chapters do a little bit of work. But there's lots of stuff you can do. You can get involved with. uh, uh, I know a lot of our local chapters do minnow funds, raise some money feed those baby muskies, get them back out there into the uh, musky waters that you fish. Musky ink is the only way to do this. There's no other way uh, in my eye. I, I, don't, th- I don't think that you could just go up to the fish commission or whatever your agency is and be like, hey, I got some leftover minnows from my bucket. Can I dump them in there? Exactly. It's the only way you can get this done is going through muskies ink, get a hold of your local chapters, get involved, uh, there's been so much stuff happened. The lunge log, access to that lunge log, very fun stuff to look at. So, uh, yeah, that's the only way you can do it. Get involved in your local muskie ink chapter. If you're a muskie fisherman, you should be a member of muskies ink. Excellent. All right. This is the first time for this show, but we have what is called in the industry a live read. We're going to check out my reading uh, skills here. And so what we got going on here is it's a new app, like brand new kind of stuff. And it's called Oxit. And Oxit is a group chat room app, and it's optimized for communities that share a common interest and who buy and sell specialized items related to those interests. Imagine if you could combined the things you love about connecting on Facebook groups and peer-to-peer selling features of eBay in one app. Well, that's Oxit. Oxit is the best platform for passion-based communities that want to interact and transact online. The community, the Muskie Exchange, will be the best mobile app to connect with other Muskie fanatics to discuss all things Muskies and have access to to various limited-release musky tackle. Oxit will <clears throat> be having great promos, giveaways, and special deals on products from all leading musky tackle makers as a thank you to this new community forming. Oxit is in its beta pre-launch phase, which means you can help shape and build the app with your feedback and make the musky exchange exactly what you want it to be. Oxit can be downloaded from the Apple or Android app stores. Please find and join Muskie Exchange after you create your profile. And you can find out more information at oxit.com. So, guys, this is something brand new. They're starting up, and uh, they asked us to spread the word. So I've downloaded my app. I have played with it just a little bit. But uh, if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. All right. Well, this week... We have, as we alluded to last week, little bit of some deer stories. I think that we're going to probably be wrapping up our hunting sh- hunting uh, shows here. So why don't we just dive right into this one? I'm hoping we have one more hunting show. Because that means you would have shot something. I still have Ooh. my buck tag. You still yeah. have a deer buck tag. But you are down one other tag. Yeah, I'm done with another tag. Yeah. And that's a fun story. Yeah. So, all right. I've already shared my archery experience. Um, 
What do we want? We want to start with. Uh, we can't just start on our dough day. Our, our. No. We we can pick up uh, where we left off on on last show because the day we did that show was the day uh, that I hunted. Yes, it was one of the days you hunted. All right, so let's. I'm going to set some background information up. So today is Tuesday. So roughly a week and a half ago was the Pennsylvania opener uh, of the general rifle season. Um, from that Saturday, which was the Saturday after Thanksgiving, to the following Saturday, well, to the following Friday. So you had six days of just antlered season. Um, and then on Saturday, it combined with antlerless season and antlered season for the remainder of the week, which ended the Saturday that's coming up now. I don't even know what date it is. Um, Vance and I, we hunted together out at my father's on the opener Saturday and without really seeing many uh, antler deer. Uh, Vance then continued to um, hunt. What did you do? You, you did hunted, all day Monday. I did all day Monday. Um, half day Tuesday. Half day Tuesday. And half half day Wednesday. Part no, you didn't hunt at all Wednesday. You did a you did a few hours on Thursday. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So let's just say uh, how how can we? All right. So. What we so have our, what, our, out at Dad's. What, go ahead. I was gonna say what we have out at Dad's is there's some ag field that that we have that we lease out. We don't we don't have a lot of acreage, but you know to some we do, but to others we we have nothing. Uh, we 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 lease some of this out to a local crop farmer, and this year's bean crop he planted soybeans was. I'm, I'm gonna probably say I'm gonna try to be as nice as possible. It was horrendous. It just it also <laughs> it also if you remember the early fishing season how bad we were getting pounded yeah with with rain and and that's and that, yeah that's going I'm I'm gonna yeah so it was horrendous let me explain why it was horrendous typically okay, yeah, around we, Memorial Day uh, in our the area guy's not gonna lease anymore he's gonna listen to this and be like I'm not le- leasing from those assholes anymore <laughs> I don't think he listens but I'm gonna roll the dice on this one. Um, I mean, okay, it's it's so bad they didn't even run the harvester over it. That's how bad this was this year. However, around Memorial Day is the typical planting date for corn and soybeans in our neck of the woods. And I planted my soybeans for my deer at the same time. Things were looking on the up and up. I was smiling. And then that first, you know, a week later, I started getting little bean sprouts. And I'm like, here we go. We're at, we're at, we're at you know, we're out of the rain. It's, it's good. Clear, clear skies, open roads. And then it got cold and rainy and just stunted a lot of the bean fields around here. Just, it it was the people that planted late that had decent crops. The ones that planted, you know, early by early, meaning around our normal planting date, they, uh, they got, they got hammered. And this just happened to be one of the fields. So that's why they were late. Yeah, I mean that they they the beans popped up and they just they didn't grow. They just stopped. 
It's because you said they were hammered. Yes. Yeah, they were drinking and planning. They were late. Um, okay, never mind. I'm trying. Okay. Anyways, so th- this <laughs> all plays into, into an important part here. You're already making me feel like I'm making fun of the crop farmers in the world, <laughs> but I'm not. This guy just had a lot more weeds growing than soybeans because they got stunted. But um, th- so this is an important part of this story. It got really cold for for what we're used to, like that first couple days of rifle season, and we had mm-hmm. we had some snow, and this would just magically make these deer appear in this field. Even though the bean crop was not good, there was something for these deer to eat. I mean, it was more attractive than the food plots we planted. Uh, they just, yeah. they were in here and they were pigs. It was, were, not, it was not good enough to the point that the farmer decided not to harvest. I'm going to say like, realistically, the beans right now, they're not up to your ankles. Yeah. It, it They just, yeah, I don't, it would be a waste of fuel. Yeah. And can been, we just can we just add that I really like this field? Okay, Vance, would you like to add something? <laughs> yes, because I okay. Last year, I really started to enjoy this field because I would see a lot of deer, mm-hmm. uh, and there's this like little hemlock tree that I chill under and I hunt under. It's, we talked about it last year on a show. We talked about it last year on the show. Yes, no one's really ever sat there. Right, I killed deer there 17 years ago, but okay. Oh my god! But, but this comes down to is Andy doesn't want to give me any credit for going on a, on some type of a lead, <laughs> and that's that's pretty pretty much it. Like I'm gonna go sit at the bean field and shoot some. But continue, Andy. I okay. So Vance, I, <laughs> Vance put this pattern together that these deer like these beans, and, I and on, on on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, dude, that's normal for hunting. But somebody who is doesn't hunt a lot and just goes out there with a gun, <laughs> you know, it's it's something. You know, it's like getting a follow and then getting a, a hit. You Every know? time and I walk one. out, there's deer in this field. I should just sit there, baby. <laughs> well, yeah. Doesn't yeah. that make sense? I does make makes a lot of sense. I, no, I, okay. I'm gonna give Vance credit for for being able to make moves on the fly. And, and, and that's good. I think that's part of the, the whole hunting and fishing thing is sometimes you got to make, make the changes, but I just want it to be known that that field has, has produced deer in the past for other people. But I, I will say that, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was good last year. Vance, Vance, we had some really funny stories about me and my, uh, IWAM as Vance called it, the potato sack. As I was watching mm-hmm. in the woods, he was watching out the woods, and yes. uh, you were able to. Uh, you were extremely fortunate last year in that you tagged two beautiful button bucks. They tasted great <laughs> <laughs> on that field edge. Chris Kyle, that one. You, you very well. Yes, you did. I'm actually. You did both. I mean, they both fell like hard. Yeah, the one. The one was far yes the other one was whatever well the other well, i mean yeah okay so the, I, I don't know i mean i i don't really i i don't like start high-fiving difficult shots but todd would you rather take a 
further than average open field shot? Or would you rather like thread the needle through some stuff? Because that's kind of like what Vance faced with last year's is he had, you know, I'd say a beyond average distance shot for Pennsylvania. And then mm-hmm. later he made a pretty good shot through some sticks that was closer. Some sticks. I'm, I'm, I'm a crawler through some sticks type guy. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I know Andy's answer. this will come back later (laughs) this was ridiculous (laughs) it was like my it was like my first buck story all over again i'm like what the hell is this guy doing (laughs) okay so okay flashback to my first buck story i was I, it took me like a hard 20 seconds to shoot the thing. And a, it, I had it dead tw- to rights the whole time. But. 20, 20 seconds. Yeah. 2015. <laughs> Let's flash back to the first Saturday of rifle season, 2015. Vance had this buck in the scope. I, I think you're really <laughs> realistic with 20 seconds, but on my yeah. end, as I was holding the binoculars to my eyes, <laughs> I'm just like, it felt like an hour. <laughs> I swear to God. Like I was, I, the sun was in my left eye, then it was in my right eye. It felt like it was that long. And this deer I mean, just stood I, there proud like Bambi's dad. <laughs> it stood there like a fake photo. It stood Hell, there, there obnoxiously that, like, there long. The, the deer the deer was pu- puffing his chest out. There was turkeys gobbling in the background. There was somebody fly fishing as well. <laughs> I was just sitting there waiting. It was beautiful. <laughs> The sun, the sun cracked through the clouds and a rainbow <laughs> appeared. Oh yes, oh yes. Okay, so v- Vance, Vance put together this pattern that the deer like to eat these beans in this field uh, towards the uh, evening hours. So Vance, explain to us on Thursday the game plan. Okay, my game plan on Thursday after uh, what we gathered from the week from the opener um and my all day sit on monday uh which i i don't recall seeing many things you actually i mean if if i remember correctly we did not have a great opener which was the first time in pennsylvania that i can remember the opener was on a saturday versus the monday you saw more deer on monday than you than we saw on saturday yes with a lot less shots yep um, you just saw some deer yeah, you like that, that you that you hear. Uh, but we we saw I mean, we saw probably fourteen deer, I think, thirteen or fourteen on the opener. Yep. I think that the next day, I saw I saw sitting in the in the stand somewhere around that. But the movement was horrible, and there were um, there was some commotion going on uh, in the neighboring properties. Um that kind of was like bugging me um you know obviously private land people that uh, hunt game lands and you know you'll see somebody in orange more often than not you know um but generally when i see somebody i'm just like oh that sucks but then i kind of get this feeling like let me see if something comes in um well i would see some somebody and nothing would really come in and i'm buck hunting at this point and Andy's got, uh, you know, some things that are going on in the camera 
and the they're they're actually dead. Andy texts me in the morning. He's like, "I saw four deer. I have four pictures today. I have five pictures today." Yeah, by by cameras dead. Um, the batteries aren't dead. There was just nothing moving, hitting those the the camera spots. Yeah. So, um, you know, I generally when I hunt, like I'll just sit there. You know, somebody tells me to sit somewhere, I'll sit, uh, and I'll just wait there's been times when andy has had to like text me to say get out of the stand boy uh, <laughs> you know it's dark and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i think there was um, scary cornfields in that story but okay there was yeah but uh so i um on that monday i decided to move uh and just like kind of still hunt all the way back to my truck um, and I decent, decent walk back. So I timed it up to be around like, you know, I got out of the stand at like four fifteen. I really didn't think much was going to come through a buck, um, was going to come through just not much going on that day. And I went to this field and I saw a bunch of deer eating and I was by my hemlock and I'm like, man, that's, that's great. Um, and on my walk back. I kicked up a buck, um, which was uh, another flashback on the first Saturday. Andy and I also made a move. Um, and while we were uh, walking back, we kicked up this buck and it was a, it was a four point. It was illegal, um, but it was in the same exact spot. So when I got to this spot, I was, I was ready to shoot. I had my scope down low on like two power um, and boom, buck jumps up, same spot. And it was the same deer. It was illegal. I couldn't shoot it, Um, but it was neat to have that happen because for some reason when I'm walking, I really feel like I'm hunting, like I'm stalking. So it's to get you there. Yeah. It's, it's a nice uh, break and just being like, that tree has like 27 sticks on it, you know, branches. That's I talk neat. to people that don't hunt while we're doing fishing and they're like, hunting, man, that must be so cool. You're out there like sneaking around doing all this. Like, no, most of the time we sit in a tree. Yeah. You sit. I, I, I get you. Yeah. So it, it was nice. And uh, I get to this field and I, all, I didn't have a chair or anything, so I just kind of plopped myself in this mud with, like, my <laughs> knee down. And I was just like, whatever. They're hunting clothes. I really don't care. And so now the water's seeping into my pants uh, from the wet ground. <laughs> and um, I'm, wa- I'm watching uh, these deer come out of this tree line. And they're really uh, – it's fun to see their natural movement. And – it's fun to it's fun to see how skittish they are when it's Pennsylvania gun as to when you're shooting sticks at them and it's a two weeks of rut. Um, they are very, very cautious and they appear out of nowhere. They'll just they disappear and appear out of nowhere right in front of you. And it's kind of fun to catch them in the act of doing that. And I'm talking like if nobody's ever done it, they take a step and they stand still. 
in like 10 minutes and then they could take another step yeah. and stand still and 10 minutes goes by and they do they do nothing and it's so interesting to see that and once they finally feel comfortable they come out into this bean field so i was watching that and i was just like oh you know this would be a nice nice spot for dough uh if we can't get one out of the stand but while i'm sitting there and it's like last shooting light this buck that has haunted me this, i see this big body come up. okay and i'm like well that's a big deer and i put my binoculars on it and i'm i'm scoping it and it's just it's i'm like that's that's a shooter you know this is going to be a shooter so i grab my gun and as soon as it pokes its head like right out of the tree line i start counting in the scope and i click my safety off and i was like one two one two one two uh-huh. one f and two and I clicked the safety back on and I just got up and left. This is like, I swear it is the same six point that is illegal because it has tines and only two up on each side, but it's massive. It's very tall and it's very deceiving. Um, Andy got it on camera after the first day that we sat in this one stand. It's like it, it knew I was there again to come back and mess with me. <laughs> Um, so I saw that again on that night, and I was just like, this, that's insane. Yeah, I, I, to, to talk a little more about this buck, this buck was, um, it last year when Vance saw it, it had broke off its, I would say it broke off its brow tines to the point to where you would not count them as points anymore. So it was a giant four. And I'm theorizing this is the same deer, just because yeah, it's yeah. massive for being a fork, essentially a forkhorn. Um, you know, Pennsylvania in our area has a three up law, if, if anyone's not familiar with that. So to be a legal buck in the area we're hunting, it has to have a G2, a G3 in the main beam. Um, a brow tine does not count for the law. It counts for when you count points, but not the law. And this one, it has essentially above the burr of the antler, a giant Y. And when I say a giant Y, I'm talking like nine to 10 inch tall point on each side. And it has good bases. It's a beautiful buck, just not legal to shoot. And it's it, it, no one else has seen the deer in person except Vance. <laughs> Five times. Five times. Five times. So that's the background of the Vance buck. Yeah, so that happened, and I just, like, you know, called Andy, and I was like, this is crap, you know. This is, I'm having a lot of fun because it's not, like, you know, it's not fishing. It's a change of scenery, but mm-hmm. it's tough to catch. It, it's tough to catch. It's tough to shoot them in uh, the way that we're hunting. and um, it being, Way tougher to shoot them than it is to catch them. Yeah. Correct. Oh, no, no doubt, especially, especially for me since I freaking suck at hunting. But um i'll get there one day maybe uh it's it's just difficult it's difficult in gun season they're skittish it's late you know it's really late you and you have all these intangibles you know like uh you think it's going to be perfect you got perfect wind direction you got crunchy leaves you got snow on the ground you're going to see them and they don't show up nothing comes out it's just insane um but so 
after that like full day thing, I did a half day the next day. Um, and I went to a stand and I went to the field again and I saw, I saw deer and they were doing that same thing. So when this Thursday came around, so that was a Tuesday, you didn't hunt Wednesday, Thursday's here. Thursday's here. Um, we had some weather coming, uh, it really wasn't snowy in the in the uh, in the beginning of the day, but it was going to snow. No, it snowed early. That's what it did, and it kind of let up. There was still snow on the ground in the at the end of the day there, um, which is nice because snow can in those last hours of light can really brighten up an area and help you with your visual. Um, a so, deer is easier to see. A brown deer is easier to see against white snow than mud. It's, it's remarkable. There's a remarkable difference. Um, it's, it, 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 there, it truly is. But um, so I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go out from like 2.30 till night, do like two and a half hours and just sit at the field. And uh, this is when I had to, I wanted to chair. Um where, where Vance sit sits, I think should be said, is maybe 150 yards from where he parks the truck. Mm-hmm. It's it's Absolutely. not it's not a hike up in Hill and Dale, but okay. No. So Vance needs a chair. So I, yeah, I, I needed a chair, and I didn't I didn't have a chair. Well, what 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 would you have? What could you do if you don't have a chair? I fastened the uh, the most stealthy thing I could. Is this how you got the name? The man of stealth? Yes. Okay. So what I used was a very, very uh, blaze orange Home Depot bucket and just one of those little sitter pads on there. You know, you little foam pad, little foam pad. And I put it when when I first got to the snow was so loud and I like kind of I put it a little bit short of the tree. And I was like, man, I am way out in the open here but i didn't want to move much more because the, the snow was so loud um so i kind of stayed there vance just... vance did not place this in the in the best place to be um stealthy it was yes. kind of a sore thumb especially being the color of the bucket being a hunter orange which is extra safe so we should almost change his name to the man of safety but yes okay it, it was extra safe, and I, I sent you a text. I yes. don't know if you if you if you remember what it said. Like, let me dig it up. You know, the deer don't stand a chance. I'm too stealthy. Okay, so I have a picture. Too determined. Too, I have a picture of this bucket. There is no tree anywhere except a couple branches hanging down. You have to get a clear shot, Andy. <laughs> well. Hold on. Underneath it, it says, I'm sure you can't see it. New text. But there's a Home Depot bucket there. New text. <laughs> Notice the cushion properly placed for soundproofing. <laughs> it is... I mean, obviously, it's it's an effective chair. But it's the biggest cool. redneck thing I've ever seen Vance do. Yes. <laughs> Take a gosh. spackle bucket and a foam pad. <laughs> <laughs> you got all the beautiful stands. 
on your property. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's why I go to your place, Andy. I mean, I, I enjoy going there with my dad and we go up there and we hunt and, uh, I get to sit in this giant stand blind. I've only ever shot four deer out of those all your property. Uh, mm-hmm. Vance is going stealth mode. He's like, I want to try. I want to try. get out. I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I want to poke around a bit. <laughs> I thought that at this point in the middle of the week with not a lot of people in the woods, there's not a lot of hunters in the woods in the middle of the week, um, which sometimes you could bank on because, you know, you're bumping deer around and, yeah, you know, all that stuff. But so I thought my best shot was to sit on that field edge. And if a buck was going to a hungry buck was going to come out, they'd come out, uh-huh. you know, and I'm on this bucket and there's deer everywhere. Like within the first 15 minutes, deer start moving out to this field. There's like a button buck that went out there. And uh, then I had like a family of three come out into the beans and they were eating. Thank right God it in... wasn't doe season. Oh gosh, I know. It would have been done. It would have been done. Yeah. The... Oh, God. Um, but um, so I, it's also, you know, people are going to school and stuff. There's this farm and a house and all this stuff. I would say neighbors, like, neighbors, like about one to two o'clock, one to two o'clock, like out in front of me. And these kids get off the bus and they just start going crazy, uh, sled riding, screaming, having fun in the snow, things that kids do. And it, the deer got skittish and all ran away. So I was just like, I'm screwed. You know, my whatever. At least I didn't, you know, get my butt kicked all day sitting here in this, in the cold elements and stuff. Um, but you know, it, it started to like four thirty came around and the deer started moving again. Oh, I wanted to say when the kids did bust up those deer in the field, they ran right by me. I could have stuck my hand out and touched the one. Could deer. you have caught the deer? <laughs> I could have clotheslined it. <laughs> Like it, it was nuts. That's I was cool. like, this thing's going to hit me. It's going to hit me. It's going to hit me. And it veered off. It was, so, it was super neat. Did you, after it uh, ran by you, did you like have an open palm and look at it and see if you could see through your hand? You were so stealthy. <laughs> That's why I started to feel more confident about my bucket placement. I was like, these things <laughs> can't see. They can't smell me. I'm just, too stealthy, too determined, it's going to happen. And so eventually all these deer start walking out and a buck presents itself. Boom. It it just comes right out. Yes, a a buck shows up. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's a buck. That's insane. And it's, it had, uh, you know, three up and I, pulled pulled up the uh the gun and just shot the thing freehand right off the bucket and uh it dropped and uh, i called andy i said i i said i was like hey i shot pretty much i mean the phone rang and i'm looking and i said well i can still see i think i know what happened and it was literally that hey i shot like, like it was just like that 
Hey, I shot. Three words. Mm-hmm. You start asking a bunch of questions and stuff, and I was like, eh, it's dead out there. Yeah. Playing in the field. He shot I was it. Like, I, I guess I guess I'll go walk up to it now. I walked up to it, and it was a half rack. It was a very half rack. Very, very thick. uh, Very good mass for a Pennsylvania buck. Um, And I was happy with it, but I didn't tell you guys, prior to seeing this uh, buck show up, uh, and before I pulled the trigger, this buck was like very, very sick. It looked like it had been hit with an arrow or maybe hit by a car. Because it was struggling hard um, and trying to eat, it was it was hurting. So I think I did the thing a favor. He did God's cat. work, Vance. Oh yeah. Um, and because I don't think that buck makes it. Uh-uh. No, but and so you got you got we, this buck here. You're standing over it. I'm standing over it. Yeah. And I called you, and you're like, "Well, start to gut it, take it to X spot." And I was like, okay, whatever. I tagged it, and then I started to drag it, which was a nice. How, how do drag. you how do you drag it? I just grab it and pull. Okay. You know, I gra- I usually grab a leg and you know, dark yank. Grabbed its back time corners and pulled it. I don't know what would you say, like eighty yards into. I have a no idea area. where I have no idea where where you actually dropped it at. I just yeah. know it was in the field. I know, I know where you were at when. I got within a mile of you, but other than that, yeah, I, I don't want to ruin the the, the story. Yeah. So Andy's like, start to gut it. And I'm like, all right, I'll start. It's going to take me a while. Uh, so I pull up Google again and I start looking at how all these professionals are field dressing deer and stuff. And, you know. Okay. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll chime in here. Did, was there... Okay, I'll 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 break that one. So, where I kind of knew where Vance was at, I to be gutting this deer, and where he was at, I can see from a very far distance on the road. And being that it was dark out, by the time I got changed, got in the truck, and drove out, I'm like, I expect to see Vance right over here. Once I get past these trees. And it literally looked like a glowing entity in this tree line. The treetops were illuminated. The trunks were illuminated. I couldn't see Vance working, but I just saw an incredible amount of light. And I said, I know where Vance is. <laughs> so I have to take a left turn down this one road. And then I, I park at our little, little parking area. And, you know, I, uh, start making my way up the vance and I, I can hear like kind of like a talking. I'm like, what the? And I, I get up there and there very neatly, Vance has his backpack plopped next to this deer with his phone playing YouTube videos on how to gut the deer. I'm looking at Vance and his handiwork. And I would describe this as if you had to pick a medical profession, Vance hit it the best. He was a dentist. He was not a butcher. But something else caught my eye. It didn't look right in this whole thing. Is 
the head didn't wasn't laying like a normal buck's head would lay with the position it was in to gut. They're on their backs to field dress. Mm-hmm. Vance, did something happen to that deer in the course of dragging it? Yeah, when I was dragging it, its other antler fell off. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Vance, did its antler fall off? And he picked it up like, yep. And there's there's like a half inch of the pedicle was still on it. And I'm like, well... This makes some sense at this point. So, back I also to... used the the tag at uh, the so essentially a, a a rubber medical glove. Okay, so tagging it's a very big deal in the state of Pennsylvania prior to moving it, and while Vance must have had a pen, he didn't have anything to secure the tag with that you would normally use, like a zip tie, some paracord, uh, bread uh, those little wire bread ties. Um, he, on his medical glove, pulled an emergency. There's generally like a thicker band that goes around your wrist. That's not like the thickness. He, uh, very carefully removed that and used that to tie his tag on. It was was beautiful. He MacGyvered it. Um. Oh yeah. I was rednecking it. He, he, he was. Like seeing that stuff. He, he got the job done. Now, getting back to the incision that Vance was doing, he was, Todd, the best way I could describe this, he was skinning the deer. No, I was skinning the deer. Yes. No muscle in, in, the, in like the abdomen area was cut. He had the hide peeled back. And I look at this a couple ways. Like, here's a guy who's literally trying his hardest with the resources that he has. And I can admire that. But then there's the funny aspect of it. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, you got to get that stuff out. And, um, you know, needless to say, you know, we, we got there, we, we teamed up and, you know, we, we got that thing field dressed and, there was a lot of bad stuff going on in that chest cavity. A lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. A and lot of infection. I, I've never seen a deer like this. And it was it was in really, really bad shape. And a, a, a buck that is injured extremely bad will drop its antlers. Its other antler had been there, but had been missing for a very long time as it had scabbed over already. And I guess in an attempt to heal, but this deer was not making it through winter. Um, it didn't make it through that day, in fact. Um, but so we, uh, there's there's Vance with with his buck. He's proud as a peach. He carried his antler out along with his backpack, his bucket, his seat pad, and his gun. I grabbed onto a hoof, and half the trip back was pretty easy as it was downhill, and then it's a little tougher going uphill, and we. We put it in a truck, but it really wasn't nope. the new one, was it? No, no. I've, I've been in a lot of rentals ever since I bought my new truck. Uh, <laughs> and I think this was the black one. 
This was the black one. Yeah. And so we we put Mm -hmm. an infected deer carcass in the bed of a rental truck. (laughs) (laughs) There's a waiver that says like no pets, no smoking, no things like that. But nothing about dead ungulates. Didn't do any of that. No pets. Didn't say anything about dead deer in the back. Mm -mm. And when I turned that truck in, I uh, there was a huge clot in the back. I just left it there with big hair all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) I sprayed it out though. I just you decided to leave a present. That's the spot. Very nice. So you got the deer down to the processor, and you pretty much told them if it's junk, throw the deer away. But if it's good in spots, you want it, right? Yeah. Perfect. All right. Vance's buck tag has been punched, leading into the opener of Doe, which was two days later, Saturday morning. We were all, excitement levels were high. We still had snow on the ground. It was a little bit chilly, and Todd and his father made it up, Vance and I. So Todd and his dad were going to go into one tower. Vance and I were going to go into another tower, with the thought being... This will be easy. There's snow on the ground, deer easy to see, lots of shots. Everyone will fill their tags by nine, and then it'll be, you know, high fives and go and take a naps. That really wasn't the case, was it? (laughs) Not at all. Was nuts. It was difficult. It was really difficult. And we'll just kind of go in timeline order here. Um, we had two other people on the property, my father and his friend. So there were six people total and we were all over. It's not like we were huddled up real tight near each other. And, um, you know, I think we, it took a while to see the first deer, which was shocking. I mean, normally 30 deer in a day out here is not uncommon and we're struggling. And... Gosh, we saw three right from the get-go and some thick stuff, and then it just started to get to be, you know, we, we put all the windows in this tower. We, we cranked up the heater because we're hardcore, and yeah. <laughs> you, you, you start to get a little bit lax, and, and you'll start, you know, whispering to each other, and, you know, you might say something funny or goofy, and you start getting a little slap happy. Next thing you know, I look up, and I'm like, Deer, deer, deer. And mid joke. Mid joke. And there's two deer. Uh, I'm going to probably say 60 yards away. What would have been. Now, they were on the move. It's not like they were just standing there for no reason. What would have been a chip shot? Would have been a chip shot. And these deer were kind of heading towards our one main shooting lane. Well,. I was sitting in this stool right there and I got up and I, I went to, if you're looking out this window, I went to the right side to grab the binos to, to scope them out. And Vance is to my left and between us is the stool I was sitting on. It's just a cheap Walmart stool. It's one step better than a Home Depot bucket. And we're looking and I'm like, I think that first one's bigger than the second one. I didn't get a good clean look if it was a button buck and it was, you know, and if it was with a, a six month old doe, no, yeah, I, no idea, but we're not seeing deer and 
someone someone needs to pull the trigger. So it hit this lane, and it's literally a perfect shooting lane. And Vance is like to my left, pretty close proximity. The only thing separating us is this this stool that might be I don't know ten inches in diameter. And Vance goes, okay, I can see this one in the scope. And I'm looking down, and he's so close to me that I'm looking at his rifle, and I'm seeing which way it's pointed. I'm like, Vance, that's not the deer. Like, there's not many times that you're hunting that you can look at the person with the gun and tell them they're on the wrong deer. This happened to be one of them as I was sighting down his barrel. He was on the deer that was on the right. He needed to be on the deer on the left. Then it turned into a, it turned into a who's on first. I said, Vance, you got to go left. And he's like, I can't find it. And his barrel can only be described as like a, one of those like 1940s movies when the sheriff comes in with a pistol and he's waving it back and forth wildly trying to like take take control of a room. Can we talk about how, how (laughs) sick, like the, the, I couldn't get comfortable sticking the gun out the window. The win- the window was open like three inches. So, yes. Yeah, so th- with all the windows closed and the way these were moving, we just grabbed the window and slid these panes. Are They, they slide. There, There's like three or four panes per side of this building, and you can take some out and you can slide them left and right. And there wasn't a very big gap. And these deer, to Vance's, you know, not to knock on Vance, they were in some beach brushy stuff. And it's easier for the human eye or people in binoculars to see these. And a scope is sometimes difficult to pick it up. But I was like over him saying, left, you, you got to go left. And then he can't find that deer. And it's like at the very, like it was broadside. And then by the time he found it, it started to kind of quarter and start going away. And far. I, I like look down and Vance has his right leg his knee up on this bar stool, like half chameleon, like twisting around because we weren't really paying attention and we were caught off guard and we didn't open the window all the way. And here's Vance all twisting around like Gumby. And I just plug my ears and boom, he shoots. The deer jumps straight up. I saw where I think the bullet hit and the deer took off and it was all high fives. And you know, then it then the text messages roll in and you know because we're close enough on the property people people can hear stuff that's going on and it's been a slow morning so you know it it goes from man i i think as as one thing that vance said was i think i hit it in the liver that was one saying that came out of your mouth mm-hmm. um i didn't think you hit it in the liver but it was fun to think that you did um, that's where I generally hit. <laughs> yes. So we kind of made, we discussed some things rather than getting down. We were, uh, we were just going to say, we're going to hang out and hopefully I get a doe. Then both of us will go down and we'll take care of it. Now, Vance, was there uh what was your feeling on, on, on the shot? Was I, was I accurate in the storytelling or do you have something you want to add? Yeah, that was perfect. I mean, I just had to contort my body like really crazily and have this. Oh, shit, my power just went out. God, I think we said, <laughs> man, it was. 
Anyway, I didn't know that all that was going on. We're yeah, so stand I, I was 150 yards from you guys, maybe 200. Oh no, you're further than that. You're probably three. 300. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, my my body was so contorted for that shot, and when I finally found it, it was quartering away, and boom, I pulled the trigger. I saw it jump, and then both deer disappeared. Uh, Andy and I sat there for a while, hoping another. Um, not really knowing, like you know where. I shot it, so you know you give it some time, and hopefully another doe would come in, and Andy would shoot, and then we could get down and just say, you know, the heck with it, we're going to go look at this other yeah. deer. Yeah. So we eventually get down because it's a slow day. Well, okay, but prior to that, a doe did come in, and its mouth was hanging open, and it was running for a distance, and I sized it up, and I, I, I. I would have put money that that thing was like a six month old little baby and I passed it and Vance in my ear was the devil on the shoulder. Just shoot it, get it over with. We can get down. Just, just (laughs) pull the trigger. And I let it walk thinking that, eh, deer starting to move. It's around lunchtime. You know, I normally have a nice flurry of activity from all the neighbors moving in and out, going to get lunch, what have you. And I was wrong. And we sat there and then we talked, let's go down and find Vance's deer. So Vance, talk about walking to find your deer. So we got down out of the stand and every time you do that, the, it, you know, you think it looks a certain way, little hills, mountains, you know, brush. Sure. But as soon as, yeah, as soon as you get down, you know, it just looks completely different and you can lose, uh, you can kind of get like you you know your sensory deprived like you it looks like completely different landscape you're like did i shoot the deer here or was it over here uh you know so it gets a bit confusing the nice thing about snow is you can find a blood trail um andy and i walked i would say how far do you speculate we were to where we shot about 100 yards i'm gonna say we got to 80 yards where we both kind of thought the deer was. Mm-hmm. And we both got very worried. Yeah. <laughs> because was, what was not around? Blood. It was, there was nothing. It was all it was not, pure snow. I was like, it jumped the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> we have a matrix deer here. I was on it. It jumped the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> it jumped the bullet. That's what that jumping was. But I'd say we, we, we ventured up like... Uh, I reassured you more. by saying that not all hope is lost, and we decided to go <laughs> further. Yes. And this is, where, this is where it looked different, because we thought we shot it at X amount of feet, and then it kind of... the uh, We were up on top of a hill, and then there was a little ravine, and then it came back up on, onto another little hill. And, uh, you know, I'd say that was like around 20, like another 20 more yards or so, but it, you can't see that, uh, that change in the structure from being up in the stand, but you can certainly see it when you're down on ground level, uh, right there. Um, so we see it and Andy's like, look, and there's, there's blood. I, I pointed way off in the distance. Mm-hmm. We, we and make, it, we, we make it up to where now we know the impact site was and what did it look like in the snow? 
it just it looked like insane a, an actual walking trail of blood it looked like an otter with ketchup on its stomach slid down this hill for 50 yards yeah and yeah, at that was, point there, we there knew was there was a hit yeah i knew the thing was dead mm-hmm. um so we we track it we walk up to it and boom there's the deer Remember what I said that, you know, I said if that deer ran to where I think it was, it could have slid down into this swamp. Yes. Luckily. Yeah. It got hung up in a treetop prior to making it to the swamp. Yeah, that you cut because the swamp was like another 40 some yards of very steep terrain. But um, I'm excited because I'm hoping this thing's a doe. I've never shot a doe before. That was my, that's what I wanted to do this hunting season was to shoot a doe. It wasn't a, a button buck. Button buck. <laughs> or a shedded <laughs> buck, which, yeah. Yeah, or a shedded buck. <laughs> um, Two days prior. So, I, yeah, I get, uh, I get up to it, we tag it, I drag it out, I check its head, I check its belly, the thing's got, you know, female parts, and I just, put my hands up in the air like I just won the Super Bowl. He was like it Rocky was, at the top of the steps, just like arms mm-hmm. up. Got one. I got a dough. One? I finally did. One I dough after 10 bucks. Yes. So. It's a terrible ratio. It's just, it just so happens to be that this dough, I had a camera that was starting to die. Uh, with battery life and I, I brought my batteries with me and I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm going to change these batteries right when we're going to do whatever. And Vance said, why don't we gut it where the camera's pointing and we can see if something comes and eats the gut pile. So we, uh, I take the camera down. I Vance is getting his stuff ready. I change the batteries. I leave it shut off and you know, Vance didn't have to gut it with a giant flashlight and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of walked him through it while I was holding legs, and I was hunting the whole time because, Todd, have you ever had a deer come in when you were field dressing another deer? Oh, yeah. I was prepped, and it didn't happen this time. But we did all that. I turned the camera back on, and we drug the deer to the, to the uh, path and went back in the stand. For, gosh, another three hours, nothing. Well, we did. We had a little baby, like, German shepherd-sized doe, you know, in an unsafe direction kind of come in once and maybe twice and not a whole lot of action. And I'm looking at the, the, the shooting lane that Vance shot his deer in just, you know, six hours prior or whatever it was. And I'm, I'm just like, Vance, I guarantee you there's going to be a deer that shows up. Like, you could just feel it. Boom. And I get, like, three seconds after that, I'm just like, deer, right down the shooting lane. Like, it must have stepped out when I was saying it. So it just turns into slide the window open, get all this stuff. Vance is on the binos. I grab the rifle, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, I think it's a year, you know, a six month old doe. I think it's a baby doe. And there he is. Just shoot it. Just kill it. 
stopped right there. I end, was like, it's this. not a baby. Yeah. He's just like, you know, bloodthirsty. And I'm at like, this point, at this point, I'm thinking we have no deer down. We have one deer down on the property. Todd came all the way up here and he's going to go home with one deer in the bed of his truck. So I'm like, we need to drop some dough. You know, that's what you're supposed That's what that Saturday's supposed to be. You it's know, the annual hunt. Yeah, we got to drop some deer. You're supposed to, you know, thin that out a little bit. So this doe gave a fantastic shot opportunity at a reasonable distance with nothing in the way. And I let her walk. For a good 20 seconds. I put the gun down. And then she gets into the beach brush. She's going the other way, the opposite way that Vance's deer went. She's now entering this beach brush. And I could tell Vance was a little bit like, why did you do this? <laughs> I could just, I, you could get that feeling when he's like, just shoot it. it just get this done. And I'm like, Vance, are you going to take this deer? And it just changed. He goes, I didn't know that option was on the table. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want this deer? And he's like, yeah, I'll take it. It changed my perspective because yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause there's a couple things is like, if I'm kind of like this coach, we kind of knew it wasn't a button buck, but I also didn't want to be the guy at back at camp that shot this little baby doe. But now that Vance is like, I'm taking this deer, I need it. Because we don't know what's going to happen to his buck meat. And Vance has one doe tag. So I'm like, okay. So then I'm out the one window. And this doe is in the thick stuff, thick stuff. Here's a shooting spot. I can shoot through here. And she stops in the thick. She walks through the open. This and that. The next thing you know, Vance is opening up a whole nother window from a different side. And it, it's it's just like I'm I'm following it. And it's walking through these I opened, openings. I open I open the window. Vance opens were, this window. You, you were undecided, and I opened the window just to give you a little bit more peer pressure. <laughs> How about <Like>? this one? <laughs> How about try this over here? <laughs> so I just I get over to that one, and there was a couple times that it stopped in this brush, and I'm like. In the back of my mind, I have, okay, in the back of my mind, I had things rolling through my head. I was concerned with the deer's size. Vance erased all that because of his thirstiness for meat. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> if I didn't shoot this deer, I think he was going to take a bite out of me. He was so no, hungry. That, that's in, that's insane. Okay, that's a little bit but of a lie. I was, but... <laughs> okay. You did was going to put one down. Yeah, you you put you're supposed to manage the deer population. That's what we're there to do. You can't eat your cats. Right. Now, Vance's last day to hunt was that day. I still had a whole week to hunt. But we also kind of wanted to how can we put this? Fill the back of Todd's truck up with deer. Yeah, because yeah. the the meat tastes really good. Yes. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when and, you do, when Todd does the deer, if I go down there and help him with it, it's like a whole, it's complete dentistry. It's red stuff. There's mm -hmm. no fat. It doesn't stink. 
and it it's just, it's the complete opposite of why people get get turned off when you hand them deer meat. This stuff is like absolutely delicious. So that's why I want to fill the damn truck up, and I don't want Todd to be like, "Yeah, I don't want to do one deer." I'm <laughs> like, oh, "God, this sucks." You know, like I'm not getting set up for one deer, and I'm just like, "Shoot, shoot the damn thing." So. I had a couple opportunities when it stopped that I'm like, I could thread this needle. Finally, it got to this a point. What's that? This is when I, when you pulled the scope up on the second time. I, I, I shouldered the rifle and then I had it in a spot and I started like the safety wasn't giving me a click that I wanted to feel. Do you remember that? It was on and off. And then at that point, I'm like, what are you doing? It, 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 <laughs> what, what is happening? And I'm whispering. I'm also whispering. I'm like, Good night, Shit. goodbye. <laughs> Boom. So it gets to this one spot that doesn't seem nearly as brushy as the others, and as it entered the scope, the crosshairs hit there. I just popped the trigger, and it just like a like a big spoonful of mashed potatoes. It hit the ground. Yeah, just dropped. Very just nice. Dropped. And what I was going with it with a thought prior to this was. I've never been around. I can't remember a time I was around other people when I shot a deer. <laughs> I I can't. I mean, I'm, it might have happened. I'm, I've shot a lot of deer. I mean, like other than when I was a little kid and I had to be around someone. I can tell with your how hesitant you are. That's well, probably why. <laughs> well, it, 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 I don't know if you remember <laughs> what you said to me after that deer fell. Do you remember you, you, you commented about what I had 30 seconds prior to what I chose to do? Yeah, we took the hardest shot you could take. That's what he said. <laughs> He's like, I'm glad you chose the harder shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. So this thing hits the ground. And at this point, Vance was like, I'm out of this stand. He he put his feet on each side of the ladder and slid down it like you'd see in the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Vance spent some time in this stand. I mean, joking aside, to where he had his buddy heater in there. And now all of these were not his, but we had like a plastic grocery bag. We put like six or seven empty bottles in this bag and there were like three left over that were still empty and a, in a two pack oh, yeah. that was new. It, Oh yeah. There was a lot of fossil fuels burnt in this stand <laughs> mm -hmm. in those couple days that Vance spent there. So we, <laughs> we, we try to bundle up as much as we can. We get down and we get up to the deer and there was something I just, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. And this time it, ended up not being but as we walked up to this deer there was no blood do you remember seeing that like you could kind of see where like the, the the hair was messed up a bit but there was no blood mm -hmm. i walk up to a little cautious and vance walks up to like the feet side just like yeehaw and i'm like is this thing even dead because it literally just <gasps> fell and i don't see blood 
did I even hit it? And I'm just waiting for this thing to like Tommy boy, like with the buck in the back of the car <laughs> and start going nuts. It ended up not. I, I poked it with the rifle barrel and Todd, have you ever like field dressed a deer that was like minutes old? I do it every, every time. Every time. It, I made comments because I don't normally get to them this quickly. The, the inside of that cavity felt like it was burning my hands. Yeah. I, I go up instantly and the, and the muscles were twitching. It's like, yeah. Some, like when I remember when I would like fillet walleye and they were real fresh, I feel like I could have just thrown them back in and they would have swam. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're over there and we hear a gunshot and it was close enough that I kind of figured it was either Todd or his dad. And it ended up not being, it ended up being uh, my father's friend. And not long after that, we heard another shot and this time it was Todd. But before you tell your story, Todd, how was, how was your day going? Yeah. We had a day we watching deer. We were trying to pick some does and not shoot button box and small deer. Yeah, we 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 made some dumb decisions. I want to I want to go on record for anyone out there thinking we have no penalty or rules against shooting button bucks or small fawns, uh, doe mm-hmm. fawns. It's yeah. just something we try not to do, but we do get a good laugh out of it. Um, as Vance has been the butt of the joke for four uh, years. Yeah, yeah, for but, four years. But we, we, we literally, we don't have... <laughs> for four the, years, right, Vance? Yeah. Four years. It happens. Yeah. We're not going to be mad at you. So continue on. No, no. I mean, we, we've sat and we sat all day. I mean, we, and we had, I sent Handy, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think it was right after uh, Vance shot. I was like, there's two deer just came in, laid down in front of us, like laying down, sleeping right in front of us. And you rode back, shoot if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but I could tell the one was a baby. Mm-hmm. I thought they were both babies. They came in with, uh, I saw three deer coming. I was like, oh, big one, two little ones, mom, two babies. I'm ready to go. It happened to be on my side of the stand. And my dad's like, just go ahead, take that big one. I was like, okay, I'll just take her. Pull up the gun, get ready to shoot. I look. It's a four point. Caught it as a last second. That would have put a damper on your day. It would have put a major damper on my day. Little four point wrapped right around his ears, and I thought it just was a moment of bit two babies. You know, we mm-hmm. hadn't seen that many deer, but yeah. Luckily, you made that we last didn't check. Shoot. The other two come in, laid down, and when they left, I said to my dad, "I was like, that was a moment of baby." He's like, "Yeah, I think it was, maybe." <laughs> But we didn't shoot them. But you watched them. Were they were they in range the whole time? In range, they were like fifty yards, sitting in front. Like they laid in front of us for an hour and a half. So 
what you're saying is you and your dad could have done a one, two, three and knocked them both down. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Shot it right in the ear. Okay. So you had some up close action. I hate it when those deer come in and bed down. Yeah. When I saw them coming out, I just wanted to move on. Mm -hmm. They came in and I was like, Oh, there they are. You know, we just, we we were looking at that small buck. We thought was the one. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to lay down right there. She just laid right down. <laughs> what are you going to do? Been there for, honestly, for like an hour and a half, probably, at least. They do that all the time in that stand. I've, I've had them do that. We call it sec- second stand. They, they, sit, they lay there all the time. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until after all that and they were leaving, and I was like, Dad, that was probably a moment that we should have. <laughs> you could have probably shot that one laying there. I was trying to get my dad to get one. What's your feeling on shooting a bedded deer? I've never done it. I would. Bedded deer, standing deer, running deer. What's the difference? Dead deer. Okay. That's the way I feel. I, I wrestle with the thought. I, I think it's, it, I've never, I've never either, but I, I sit there and think about it. It, it seems to be generally looked down upon, but kind of like what you said, I don't think the deer really has a preference on how it dies. No, it's a dead deer one way or the other. I don't care if you shoot with a crossbow, compound bow, high fired rifle, muzzle loader. What's the difference? The end result is the same end result. Mm-hmm. It's the dead deer. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So they, they walk oh, off. Yeah. After an hour, like an hour and a half, two hours, they got up, and when they were walking away, that's when I was looking at them more through binoculars and stuff. Like, when they first come, started coming up, we were both excited to hear they come. Safety was ready to go, and it was a four-point. And I thought two babies. Yeah. Okay, so they're gone. Yep, they're gone. What's next? We let them walk. Not much, man. You guys did your shooting. Heard you shoot. Heard, uh, you had one down. Vance had one down. Mm -hmm. Another friend had one down. I was like, okay, so there's three down. I sent my dad. My dad went out to, Vance's field, Greenfield. <laughs> like Andy, four. Andy, Andy doesn't like that. Yeah, because <laughs> Dad went out to get lunch earlier. He's like, he came back to me. There was a deer in the field feeding. Yeah, yeah. long story. But uh, so I said, Dad, go out to the field. That's your best chance. Go out to the field. So my dad went out to the field for the and, last uh, light hunt. Last light, he went out at like four, four fifteen. Yeah, I don't know where my deer came from, but they came running right past, and yeah, just a couple of does come by, mom and baby, boom, done. So, so they they come running by, they hit an opening, they stop. Yeah. And mm-hmm. shot placement. 
What what what's your thought there? How far? Uh 60 50 60 yards. Okay. And they're facing away from you. Yeah, they came running right under the stand and I was done because I I mean I my gun was on the other side of the stand cuz I heard I know you had one down, I know Vance had one down, I know my buddy Denny had one down and I got room for four deer in my garage. And and Denny's down 60 80 miles away. Yeah. Okay. So I got three coming to the garage tonight one way or the other and I'm the one that's doing the cutting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just done. My dad's going to shoot one out in the field. And uh, I don't know. Instinct took over. Heard his deer coming. I walked to the other side of that stand, grabbed my gun, and when it ran by, I was just like, okay, I got I'm going to fill my tag. Boom. Do you want to talk about where you aimed and where you hit it? Well, I mean, it ran right past me. I'm. Uh, it's not really that I, I think it's I think it's interesting. Okay, so they ran past, and I'm I'm going to do the butchering, and I I'm the butcher, so I always look at it like, man, you shoot them through the chest, which is where I shoot all my deer. That's really cool, but it's a lot more butchering job. So the deer ran right past, and it was standing right there, so I just shot it right in, under the under the head in the back of the. Back of the head. Back of the head, base of the skull. Yeah. Came right under, under the brisket there. And... Yeah, and I, I, the reason I feel that that's interesting, because it's an extremely effective kill. Oh, gosh. Yes. And that's also another thing that like I, I thought of, because growing up, there was always this talk in high school and, and what have you of like the closest to the eye contest like, no. and, and, yeah. thing, and things like that. And I never participated and I don't know anyone that did. It was just talk. Mm-hmm. But that would always be one thing that always kind of intrigued me was like the headshot. Like in, in, in thinking about it, I've seen deer with their jaws blown off. That's yes. not cool. I've, no, I've done that. I did that before, and it's not cool. It's not the way one trucks you a deer. No, but in the right circumstance, I mean, it was just so simple. It ran underneath the stand, but that was at four fifty. We sat there since we seven eight six thirty. Yeah. So the the reason that this is interesting to me is, you know, there's a. Todd's had a lot of experience doing things like this. And when I, when I see something like this, I don't want to say it was out of character, but it was, it, it's a, it's an area of curiosity of me of, there are some people that, you know, I've listened on different podcasts. That's all they take are headshots on bucks on does. Cause they are after every ounce of meat. And mm. I've thought about that, but I've also never had to process my own deer. And I'm uh-huh. I'm getting more interested in that. Um, hopefully, in the next few years, I'm gonna have some kids that'll kind of help me, and I'm getting stuff you know settled down. I know it's been three years, but you're, you're still in the process of setting setting stuff up, and you know, kind of like what Vance said, it was just it's red meat, it's there, and it's packaged by your own self, and 
you know, uh-huh. uh, it's always seemed like a daunting task to me because it, it was something we never did growing up. And, you know, you see these, you know, you go to the processor and there's like these big meat band saws and grinders yeah, and yeah, vacuum yeah. sealers and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh man, this is, I was never exposed to it. But when, you know, talking with Todd, it, it's not as a huge undertaking as it seems. And it can be done piece by piece over the course of time. You know, granted, if, you know, the weather's, you know, correct, it's not 100,000 degrees outside. Yep. And, you know... I have gutted deer that were shot in the neck and, and things like that to where all of the organs are intact. It's not a horrible mess. You can see what you're doing and to have, to have this and, you know, talking with Todd about all this in the woods, there's a lot of merit to it. Now I'm not going to say, go take a 200 yard headshot. No, 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 no. And like I said, I, I would never do that. And I didn't shoot that deer in the head. I shot it down through the neck, ran past, and it was like, well. Yeah, it, it, it's. This. Yeah, and when, when I mean headshot, it's more <laughs> the of a. The nicest deer that I butchered since the last time I shot one up there at your place on mm-hmm. the same stand. Right. You know, I sat in those stands four times now. Mm hmm. Four deer. One of them being a buck. One was a buck. Yeah. You can pick and choose and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Just, just all of that and and things to consider because there are many times that I could have doe at 10, 15, 20, 30 yards that I could easily just move the crosshairs up because I can practically guarantee you I'll hit a quarter at 30 yards. Yep. And, and I've, I've done it that way too, Andy. I've, I've been, you know, there's been deer standing right beside me. I like double shot the shoulder out of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I really don't know why I did that. <laughs> there's a comfort. In, of, it's it, going to be a lot of work for me because I'm butchering. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with blood clots and wasted meat and. Oh gosh, it's just, it's so messy. Like that was a nice, clean deer to get rid of, and well, not get rid of, but put in my freezer. Yeah, to break down. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, I I'm I'm it's it. Why I'm spending so much time on this is because it has opened up a chapter that I previously just have always had closed. It was mm-hmm. just like, well, I. You know, in, in the in my experience, the situation is that would be borderline irresponsible to take that shot because there's no benefit yeah. to it. But there are some downsides should your aim be off. Mm-hmm. You know that that non, you know, chest yep. cavity shot. You have to be confident in your shot, and you know we're sitting. I've I've never sat in places like that till I went to your place. Mm-hmm. I've never had that type of rest. It ain't moving. No, it was always off of sticks or leaning on a tree. Mm-hmm. I would never take the shot if I didn't think I could do it, but very easy out of there. You know, you go out there and practice in the backyard and you shoot at targets all the time. And it's like, this is as easy as it gets. 60, 60 yard chip shot. Solid rest. Solid rest. You shoot it right there, bam, boom, done. And it happened quick. I'm good at those shots. I'm not good at 
waiting, like the ones that came in laid down. It was probably, it might've been the same mom and baby. I don't know. We watched for hours. Yeah. And, and you, you made a good point on that. There's when it's all a reaction shot, when you hit autopilot on that stuff, you tend to do a lot better than the thinking it out. If it's autopilot for me, it's over. Mm-hmm. I get them every time when it's, you know, oh, you, do I want to shoot it? Do I do, do I, do I want to, do I not want to, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or a deer that's like screwing with you. It, 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 <laughs> it steps out, goes back in. You're like, I'm going to kill you. Whether it's a little baby doe or a big giant buck, I, you know, I'm not as good as those. When it's like, okay, boom, grab the gun, pick it up or, you know, put the crosshairs on them. I can get those every time. Yeah. That's what I need them to do. Take that run into me and give me the shot and let me make my decision and over. Yeah. It was like my buck this year. I saw yeah, it yeah, and, 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 and I, I watched right it and, and I'm just like, oh man. And your brain starts kicking in and, and, and your heart starts racing. Next thing you know, it's running right by you and you're just like, it's now. Boom. It's now. Done. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I, I get a single one of those deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. When you watch them milling around, it's like, what well, do I want to shoot it? Do I don't do it? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And and I know we, we've talked, you know, not on the show about this, but there there's a certain level of of production that I feel needs to be output when I have the annual doe hunt. Like I feel pressured that you, you know, by you, Vance and Todd and his dad, you know, need to have sea deer, need to have opportunities at deer. It's completely mm-hmm. out of my control. But it's yes. also the whole season. I'm like, yeah, check out this photo. Look, I saw 20 deer in this field tonight. Look yeah. at this and that. And my my dad and I could have taken. We could have killed deer before that. Mm-hmm. But they were, you know, it was dope. Right. But yeah, it's just I when when that gun went off and and the text came through. I'm just like, okay, great. Four deer hit the ground today on what I felt was a really tough day of doe hunting, which was extremely below average. The funny part is, is when we started walking out to kind of go back and regroup to go get these deer with the UTV, your dad's standing at the edge of this field. Yeah. And there's at least 15 deer in this field. Mm-hmm. We're struggling, you know, hundred couple hundred yards in the woods and they're just bounding everywhere your dad's sitting here watching deer upon deer and it's like huh isn't that something yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shots but it's just interesting mm-hmm. but that's that then you sent a picture the next day of four deer it looked like that scene from predator two in the meat locker yes Mm-hmm. Yep. They're all in the freezer. All chopped I'm going up. hunting in the morning. Still, I still have a buck tag. You do? It's awesome. It's not over. I've got them. Got them on the last day. I've got them on Thursdays in the last week. I probably got them on every day. 
Awesome. That's great. So with that, we'll wrap up this deer hunt. Maybe Todd can get another little story later, but we'll see. But this might wrap up our uh, deer hunting podcast for the year. We'll have to see. Can I just add one thing? I lifted the curse. I shot a doe. Mm-hmm. Did shoot a doe. But then within 48 hours after that, I was going over to Andy's to the pole barn. And one just ran right into my wheel well. And my truck is back. <laughs> and I am now in my fifth different truck in a month. Yep. Oh yep. Vance came over to uh, reclaim his shoulder mounts which is kind of a funny story. And I'm in putting epoxy on baits and he comes into the pole barn, essentially like the Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah. He just comes right in. (laughs) I am so effing mad a deer just, and it was just a line. (laughs) And I had like four baits to put epoxy on and it was, it was insane. He went out and it it it, it was crushed. It yeah. it oh, crushed him. It hit the. I didn't see it. It hit inside, like inside my wheel well, and I felt its like head go around, and then its body like flung and smacked into the side of my door. Jeez, oh, crushed it. Yeah. I just kept driving. You yes. know damn well that was a button buck. Probably because of the two little <laughs> two little dents. They're coming just, after you. Just crazy. But yeah, so then Vance sent me a photo of a blue truck that you're in now. Yes. Yes. I'm test driving all of the Ram fifteen hundreds. They are great trucks. How old's that truck? Uh, not even a thousand miles. It's exactly what you want to have happen. Absolutely. It's a beautiful truck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to drive it one day. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I'm three mounts short. I got a little bit of an echo in here without, with all the extra hair around. Mm-hmm. But they got a new home in the basement. Yes. So, okay. Anything else you guys want to add? Good. That was good. All right. We're done. We're wrapping up. Uh, coming up, we'll have Todd and my season wrap up. We'll talk a little bit of that. We'll talk the shows yeah. coming up. Our baits are coming back in stock. Um, swimmers will be out hopefully within a month. Um, so everybody just check the social media pages and be, uh, be on point with that. So perfect. Uh, big thanks to fatty Z musky products, uh, muddy Creek fishing guides, St. Croix rods, Ranger boats, Vicks Marine. Uh, let's see. What else do we have there? We have Baker baits in the mix. We have the musky max plus coming at you here in about three months and Muskie's Inc., very important. And be sure to check out the new Help Shape It, the Oxit app. Uh, we talked a lot about it in the beginning. So check all that stuff out, and everybody, you know, it's kind of getting near the end of the season. 
Good luck fishing. Good luck hunting. Stay safe. Thanks for listening.